There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. A double dip for Adam Burke. My man is grinding. Of course, we've got the upgated or updated, as some say, NFL betting guide coming up on Thursday. Adam Burke was on before us here, Sharp Money, with the week one preview. He and Tim Murray did a great job. Burke, of course, VEASAN betting analyst. You can check out the baseball pods and everything he does over at VEASAN.com. As we welcome you back on a Tuesday, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. So the big question after wrapping up the week one preview, did you go home or did you stick around and work? for your hour here on sharp money. No, I had a couple of meetings to take. So I just took them downstairs in our visa control room down there. So I've been here enjoying the lovely South point for the last three hours and I got one more to go. So happy to be with well, you guys. It's a, it's a beautiful room down there. I'm sure you opened a few windows and checked out the plants and all the greenery down oh, there. Yeah. I'm just lying. Yep. It's a basement. There are no windows and you feel like it's the end of the world. <laughs> I, I didn't forget all that. I just want to know, you said greenery. Where is there greenery in this county? I'd love it if there was some. Yeah, that's true. It is a desert, to be fair to the topography. Uh, okay, why don't we start Why don't we start where, where I just mentioned, and that is uh, the NFL betting guide. So I know on Thursday night there was a mad rush. Everybody was getting their bets in as far as on-air hosts. But we're going to be dropping on Thursday our updated NFL betting guide again, di differently this year, because we went with the NFL betting guide early, which is a great job by you and the team uh, needed to get out to get the research ahead of time. And then we went college football uh, from what I hear from my friends in Michigan, the college football betting guide is the best thing that we've ever done. Uh, who knows? Maybe the updated NFL betting guide will take its place, but let's talk about what to expect in the updated NFL betting guide. Yeah, there are a couple of stragglers in terms of supplying picks from the hosts on air. I won't name names. I won't put anybody Dustin. on blast here, but uh, we got pretty much all of those in. We've got up, updated refresh team previews for everybody too, with Michael Lombardi talking about what he's seen and heard kind of his observations for the upcoming season. Then also a player to watch some of them from local beat writers around the country. Some of them from Zach Cohen, our other VEASAN senior writer and myself, VEASAN managing editor. So we got 
all kinds of team preview updates. I did a piece on contest strategies. Uh, we'll have some Steve Mackinan data in terms of betting systems for week one, uh, some systems and trends, and also how to use those very popular betting splits that are available over at vcin.com. So that'll be our updated version of the guide. I'm not exactly sure what the page count will be yet, but this is meant to be an add-on to the original guide because this is just an update based on the preseason. Uh, Matt humans talked with the bookmakers about more futures liability. Now that the season is closer. So this is an add on to the first one, but still only available to VSIN pro subscribers. And if you're not one today's the day to sign up. You mentioned futures. Are you a big futures guy? Cause Patrick and I were talking about it a little bit earlier. I think there's some great opportunities in the futures markets because what I found is sometimes there's an over adjustment on teams. That's incorrect. And sometimes the adjustment on teams is very delayed or late. Yeah. So the tough thing for me about futures is because I handicap basically every major sport here at VEASAN, it's hard for me to get into those markets, right? When the college football stuff came out, like DraftKings came out May 20th with game, their first week and games of the year lines and all that futures were out around the same time. I'm so busy with baseball that, you know, it's hard for me to dedicate time to having everything ready for the college football season. So I'll play some win totals, but I won't really dive into too many futures. Won't tie everything up too much. I'd rather have more of a liquid bankroll for when it's game week, because that's when I'm really fully immersed in that sport. Liquid bankroll. Managing editor. Here comes the smart. It's a great guy, band name, Adam right? Berg. Liquid bankroll. <laughs> it, 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 it is. I feel like they would sing uh, death metal. Um, okay. <laughs> at skating tripods on Twitter, Adam Burke. Okay. I just want to do a, a couple of things with baseball. And then I promise the rest of the hour, John Goulet will be football. Can we at least take a second? The four of us to tip our hats to Julio Rodriguez and the Seattle Mariners, the torrid August continues. I mean, it's unbelievable. Seven, seven to nothing last night. I think they're playing the A's four more hits for Julio Rodriguez, two home runs and a double Seattle won their fourth straight. They've won 12 of 13, 20 wins in August, which ties a record for them. Rodriguez, a 13 game hitting streak. He's homered in three straight. He's got 153 hits. That's the most in the AL. Batting 516 over 13 games, 32 for 62, five home runs, six doubles, 21 ribbies. Like this is this is crazy, Adam, not just what Rodriguez is doing, but what Seattle's done um, after the trade deadline, excuse me, I'd say all-star break. They just been a juggernaut. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is what I expected from this team for the season. I bet over 87 and a half wins, which I thought was dead and buried. And it appears now, I mean, they're trending towards going over that number and, and possibly clearing it by a pretty decent margin, which I'm very excited about. I mean, they got two more games left against Oakland. They should be able to keep this train rolling. Then they go on the road. They play New York, Cincinnati, and Tampa Bay. Long 10-game road trip for them. The Mets, not the Yankees. So, you know, look, Cincinnati's struggling. They've got some injuries. The Mets are, they've checked out on the season. They don't care anymore. So Seattle has got a good chance to keep this thing rolling. The most interesting thing about Seattle, and I'm really curious to see what happens as we go into the final two weeks, their last 10 games at Texas, Houston at home, Texas at home for four. So that's probably going to end up deciding this division. So, you know, I don't know if it's wise to invest in the futures market right now when, you know, we'll see what happens when these two teams actually get to play each other or these three teams get to play each other over the final 10 days of the regular season. Yeah, that race out West guys now one game lead for the M's is going to be the most intriguing one, in my opinion, down the stretch. I know Baltimore Tampa's pretty good, but you got three teams here competing. Adam, who do you pick right now? 131 games played for Seattle. Your season win total at 87. They got to go 12 and 19. Uh, but who would you pick to win the division? Well, I mean, I, I still think that Houston's got a good shot. I mean, Houston's got 
San Diego left on the schedule. They've got Oakland left. They play six games against Kansas City. They finish up with Arizona, who, of course, you know, could very well be playing for the NL wildcard spot. But I, I, I can't get away from Houston at this point in time still. And I, in full disclosure, I've had periods of time where I've thought this is Texas's division. So Seattle's playing the best right now. The thing that concerns me about Seattle going forward is you do still have a young rotation, right? So what do you get out of Bryce Wu the rest of the way? What do you get out of, you know, Bryce Miller the rest of the way? What do you get out of, you know, Logan Gilbert and George Kirby as the innings really start to mount? You know, there's a lot of things for the Mariners right now where, you know, they're just, they're kind of in a tenuous spot with some of those young arms that they have. Houston, their rotation is kind of a mess right now. Christian Javier has been bad. Hunter Brown hasn't been very good. And for Texas, their bullpen has completely collapsed of late and their offense isn't swinging it as well. So all three of these teams have flaws and I hate to do this them all, but honestly, I don't know if I could pick who the winner is going to be in that division at this point in time. Trivia time for the three of you. First person that chimes in wins. Julio Rodriguez, his past 10 games has 28 hits. That's the most by a player over a 10 game span since 1997. The player in 97 was Juan Gonzalez. You're done. Big guy. Get the hell out of here. The two of you are left on the Island. Uh, Berkey, you should get this. This guy played on your team. Oh, I was going to say not Robbie Alomar, but uh... you're done. Manny Ramirez. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> who even invited who even invited you back? No, not 97. He wasn't on the 97. Now, this guy may have, and Dustin's good with this memory. He may have had a crazy hitting streak this year as well. So again, just to reiterate, past 10 games, what? Julio Rodriguez has 28 <laughs> hits. That's the most over a 10-game span since this guy in 97. What did I say? You said he may have had a, a long hitting streak this year. No, no, no. I'm sorry. In 97, this guy, oh. I feel like he put together a long hitting streak as well uh, to kind of give you guys another clue. Okay. Omar That's not bad. Kenny Lofton. Ken, well, that was the only, well, yeah, that was the that only was other one. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, didn't he have like, a, I thought Kenny Lofton put together a crazy hitting streak. I think it was like 28 to 31 games, somewhere in that range. It, it may have been, uh, by the way, just to See, the thing about it was like Kenny didn't play for Cleveland in 97, which is why I didn't really yeah, think about it. Cause that, that, that was, the Mar- that was a Marquise Grissom year. Yeah. Yeah. That's my bad. Only <laughs> player right. since 1900, by the way, Julio Rodriguez with five, four hit games over a 10 game span. I'm just saying he's good. Now to close out the baseball, Ronald Acuna jr. You guys saw this right course field. He was confronted by two fans. One dude ran up, wanted to take a selfie. I, he looked like Dustin. I thought it was Sweetelson in Colorado. He wanted to take a <laughs> selfie and then security got him. Another dude comes in and kind of knocked uh, Acuna jr. To the ground. Acuna jr. He was fine. He was smiling. He said it was a little scary, um, but in the game, he, he was great. He's now batting 335, 29 bombs, 79 RBIs, and 61 stolen bases. However, the interesting thing here, uh, Mr. Burke, is he's at $1.35, your MVP in the NL. Here comes Mookie Betts at even money. Yeah, I mean, look, Mookie Betts has been ridiculously hot over the last little while, of course. And, you know, that interesting little trip back to Boston where, you know, the big homecoming and all that. Look, I mean, it's just... That Dodgers team is is really stacked. I mean, their lineup looks absolutely tremendous the rest of the way. The pitching is going to be the question for them. But, I mean, to me, it's still Acuna's award to lose. I mean, I think at this point, all it's kind of doing is making Acuna's price better. So, I mean, at minus 135, unless he were to get hurt, and hopefully he doesn't, it's still his award. 
Yeah, I think Patrick, he's going to wind up around 35-60. I don't think he gets to 40 homers, but he's had a fantastic season. And, guys, for me, it really comes down to the series this weekend. They have a four-game set in Los Angeles between the Braves and the Dodgers. If somehow the Dodgers end up surpassing Atlanta to get the best record in the National League, then I think there might be a case to be made for Mookie Betts. But overall, um, Mookie's still 23 points behind uh, Acuna in terms of batting average. Uh, you look at every stat, run scored, hits, stolen bases. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is just right there in everything. Dustin, you are Mr. Future. Anything on this one for you as far as the NL? Yeah, I'm going to have to get into it uh, because I regretted telling them all that I thought it was a lock at minus 135 a couple months ago. Acuna was going to win the award. If they're going to shorten it up and do this, I get bets has been great. But the whole season has to matter here. And Acuna's season will go down in the history books as one of the great all-time seasons we've ever seen. I don't care if the new stolen base, you know, the rules are are being impacting uh, on, the, on the stolen bases being up. Like, it's going to go down as one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen in our lifetime, and that matters in baseball. But, by the way, Patrick, the award is not announced until November 17th. Really? I didn't realize it was that deep. My gosh. Um, okay, Dustin, just a quick thing. That wasn't you at Coors, yes? I'm not going to confirm or deny. <laughs> it was a crazy weekend. You never know. All right. We, we return Berkey in week one. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. All right, check out the picks right now. Easily sortable. Follow host and guests. 
cool aspect is we got the VSIN expert leaderboard, so you can see who's hot, who's not, tail fade right there. Introductory offer for $19. Remember, when you sign up, you don't just get the picks, you get the guides, you get the splits, you get everything we offer. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Adam Burke on a Tuesday. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. You guys were just talking about uh, the weather kind of changing there in Las Vegas. Just quick story as far as wind. When I moved to the desert and moved to Vegas, I had no clue there was wind. Okay. And it was renting a house and my brother-in-law was in town and we got a big cabana. You know what those are, Amal, like from Home Depot. We went there. We got the biggest cabana to put out by the pool and we didn't put it into the ground. I just put it there. Cause I'm like, it's the desert. It's hot. It's dry. Nothing happens here. Two days into my move to Vegas. I woke up the next morning, the cabana. And when I say this thing was huge, it was like, it was mammoth. The cabana was, it had crushed my neighbor's cabana and went directly into their pool. Walk over to their house. Oh my gosh. This is the most embarrassing thing. I knock on their door. They open up the door. They don't speak English. <laughs> I'm now looking at these people like Cabana. He's screaming at me, swearing at me in some language. I think it was, I have no clue. Russian, maybe he's swearing at me. Cabana's in the pool. It's just me. I have no clue what I'm supposed to do. The moral of the story is it gets very windy. Amal Shaw in Vegas. Patrick, you're absolutely right about that. That's the one thing that surprised me when I moved here is how windy it gets. And it's not just the wintertime, summertime as well. It, it is a lot windier than people realize. You know, they call Chicago the windy city, but I'll tell you what, it seems like we have a lot more wind on a daily basis than most places. Newsflash, Adam Burke, the desert gets windy. I didn't know that. So that, now I do. And remember, if you get a cabana, put some stakes in it. Just okay. to interrupt for a second, speaking yeah, of please. weather, um, you know, I mean, the storm that's going up into the, you know, the big bend of Florida is going to yeah. be out of there by the time the college football games are played this week. But that being said, you know, there are a lot of college football games. There are a lot of cities where these games are played. It's definitely important to keep an eye on the weather, especially the wind. Wind is the biggest factor. Rain and snow can definitely be a nuisance and a pain in the backside, but it's wind that's going to be the biggest factor. And keep that in mind as we still have things going through, you know, the, the tropics and the southeastern part of the country, you know, the Midwest, you're going to start seeing a little bit more wind and bad weather as we get deeper into the fall. And then, of course, you know, out in the plains and in, you know, the, the panhandle in Texas, stuff like that. Just make sure that you're checking the weather report because that's really going to have an impact on totals and obviously teams based on the style of play that they have. And Patrick, that's an excellent point. The biggest game of the weekend, arguably, at least the, what appears to be the most competitive between North Carolina and South Carolina taking place in Charlotte. Well, they've just issued a state of emergency in the state of North Carolina. So just something to pay attention to if you're going to be betting that game on Saturday evening in Charlotte. You could have a lot of weather. Some of the other games that could be taking place in the area, whether in Georgia, South Carolina, and of course, Florida as well. Great reminder by the two of you. Always check the wind and the weather college football as we get going. Now, Saturday, Ohio State's at Indiana. Number open 28 over at DraftKings. Bet up to 30, 59 and a half on the total with Ohio State laying it at Indiana. A starter has been announced by Ryan Day, and that is Kyle McCord. Devin Brown will play. Love to get your take on the quarterback situation there at Ohio State. Adam Burke. Well, I mean, look, I... I think there are a few things we can say here. I mean, Ohio state hasn't had a bad quarterback in a long time. And I think Ryan day is very, very adept at analyzing the position. And obviously, you know, I know Joe Burrow didn't play there and that's something that people can kind of talk about with the Buckeyes, but I like the fact that Ryan day took a long time to make this decision. I like the fact that he not only went through the spring and the summer, but also a lot of the preparation 
in the fall for getting ready for the season. Sure, it could just be the relationship that McCord has with Marvin Harrison Jr., and it's a very good one at that. But also Brian Hartline, part of this discussion, he's the offensive coordinator this year. I like it. I like the fact that you know they've taken so long on this. I like that they're going to play Devin Brown, and they can. Five of their first six games, they'll be a massive favorite. The only one they won't be on the road at South Bend in week four, where I still have them a touchdown favorite. So they have time to figure this thing out and make sure that McCord is the guy, get both guys reps. Makes a lot of sense to me. And I mean, look, I don't know if the line moving is a reaction based on McCord, maybe being the higher upside guy or the safer guy, something like that. My line's Ohio State minus 32 this week. So no play for me, but it is nice to see it settled. And now we'll see how McCord does in that role. To me, Patrick, it's still, look, he didn't really make a decision. It's still going to take some time. We'll see what happens. But uh, I think there's some possibilities there. You mentioned the Notre Dame guys. I know it's September 23rd, I believe that game is, but I'll tell you what, early on for me, I'd be looking at the Irish plus a seven here, not because of what they did against Navy. That That's irrelevant. I just think last year when they went into Columbus, it was a tight game. It was much closer than the final score indicated. And I think with Sam Hartman, he's an absolute difference maker for the Irish that they've been lacking at quarterback for a long, long time. And he gives them a different uh, look against opponents than they've had in the past. Well, let me follow that up. Two questions for you, Burke, off of what Amal just said. One, your takeaways from Notre Dame in Dublin. And then two, those teams that participate in week zero coming into week one. Do you have thoughts on those two questions? Well, I think first with Navy and Notre Dame, my thoughts on both teams were validated. I expected Notre Dame to be better. My line was 24 and a half. Market was 20 and a half. So I was a little bit higher. Didn't play it, of course, because I'm a moron. But I also expected (laughs) Navy to be quite bad. And Navy in a transition, going to Brian Newberry from Ken Niamatololo, changing the offense to more of a spread option. I'm not surprised that both sides of the ball were disjointed for the middies. That's kind of what I expected. So for Notre Dame, Good for them. They blew them out. They were able to get Hartman, you know, what, 25 pass attempts. I think it was 19 to 25. They achieved everything that they wanted to achieve in that game. As far as week zero and week one, it's kind of difficult, right? Because on one hand, you played, right? You got the rust shaken off. You got to play. You got to hit somebody other than your own teammates. You got to kind of go through the playbook a little bit. You got to see the things that you're good at, the things that you need to work on. That's all great from a self-evaluation standpoint. The concern I would have is now the team that you're playing has actual film on you. So they've seen your route concepts. They've seen what you like to run in third and short, how much you're passing on first down, how much you're running on second and short, stuff like that. They've been able to pick up on tendencies and do some film study. So I think it's kind of on a case by case basis. I think for some teams like a Notre Dame who won in blowout fashion, they didn't have to empty the playbook for other teams like UTEP and Jacksonville state. For example, it was a close game and they had to kind of do everything that they could. So I think it's just kind of on a case by case basis and also on a coach by coach basis. I just want to ask both of you guys, what's your assessment? I did not see the Notre Dame game, just saw highlights, but what's your guys assessment on Sam Hartman? And again, it's Navy. I get it. And it's, this is not Georgia, but what you guys think and how impactful he can be for the Irish this year. Oh, just total adult. I mean, Drew Pine to Sam Hartman is laughable. I don't know if you would agree with that assessment, Burke, but it also just, he seems unflappable in the sense that he does feel like an adult out there. Like, even when he has his helmet off, he just looks different, (laughs) you know, with the flow and the beard. It just looked different. And on the field, for a new system, he didn't look like there was an adjustment period at all. I think it's a fair assessment. I mean, he's, what, 30? 30 years old, something like that. He's been around for a long time in college football. And and honestly, too, I mean, at Wake Forest, Dave Clawson is a hell of a coach. So 
know, I mean, that was a, a pretty good place for him to be. And I think now going into Notre Dame, like exactly what Patrick said, he had stability to the position. And when you're Notre Dame and you have the independent schedule and you kind of play whoever you want to play, you wind up playing some pretty big games. And, you know, last year, there were a lot of times where it was like, you know what? They don't want Buckner to put the ball in the air or they don't want Pine to put the ball in the air. They became very, very predictable in a lot of their game situations and in a lot of the game states. Now they're going to be much more balanced with Hartman. So it definitely elevates the ceiling for Notre Dame. But again, it was Navy. So let's see what he looks like going forward. Fair, fair. USC, Adam, the local papers and the local blogs here in Los Angeles were concerned with the how they got pushed around defensively and offensively up front. Those are the big questions. I think 45 different players both uh, took 10 plus snaps on the offensive and defensive side of the ball in total for USC. So kind of figuring out what they have. What did you take away from Caleb and USC? Well, I think our VEASAN colleague Femi Abefefe said it best because we went out on Saturday night and we were talking about this game a little bit and he goes, Lincoln Riley's teams are soft and they just are. I mean, they're just not strong in the trenches and that will be something that ultimately could come back to bite them against teams like Utah. You know, certainly did last year, although I know Caleb Williams was hurt, could hurt them against Oregon, could hurt them against Washington. They'll hang numbers on these weak opponents that they play. They'll blow out Nevada this week. They're a 38 point favorite. They'll probably blow out Stanford in week three. They'll blow out Arizona state. Maybe Colorado gives them a game. Who knows? They're a massive favorite all the way up until they go play against Notre Dame. We won't really find out too much about this team. But as I mentioned on the college football podcast today, if they play a Nevada team that was 128th in the country in yards per play last year, and they look bad defensively again, that's going to be a huge waving in the Vegas wind red flag for me with this USC team. So that's what I'll be watching for. I have no doubts this offense is a top five unit in the country. But defensively, still concerns for them for sure. Sweetelson, takeaways from the segment. You didn't say anything. Jacksonville State, would you like to strut a little bit here? No, I was thinking Lincoln Riley, actually. Uh, Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day are the same person. They're the same person. And they're going to be the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other when they're both out of the playoff at the end of the season. God, I couldn't <laughs> be more wrong. <laughs> Ryan Day's never That's lost good. by, was it, 42 is that what LSU beat Oklahoma by? You know what he's always had? Quarterback. Continue the fight off air, and then we'll carry it into the next <laughs> segment. When we return, <laughs> that number's down to seven at Minnesota with Nebraska in town. We'll discuss it with Adam Burke next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. The big guy explaining roulette do theory during the break was mind-bending. Anywho, 19, but we're going to have to have him explain that. Also, <laughs> advantage players pay attention with Wheel of Fortune and Adam Burke coming up. But first, the updated NFL betting guide will be released on Thursday. There's a lot of new stuff in it. I mean, when I tell you, I was reading through my colleagues and what they wrote for the props and the win totals, some very good information. Make sure you check it out. Beeson.com slash subscribe picks from every on-air host. And from what I understand, they got them in early because everybody was eager and excited about the guide team specific preseason analysis, how to use the betting splits. Very important. Burke will walk you through it. Contest strategies. If you want everything, the most comprehensive predictions, previews, and picks subscribe now for 19 bucks. I would suggest getting the deal. 50% off the year-long price. 
over at vcin.com slash subscribe. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Adam Burke on a Tuesday, Sharp Money. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Dustin, quickly, roulette, do theory. Would you like to explain it? How does it work? Uh, well, I was at a place on Friday night, and it was late in the night, and I thought, you know what? You know how I can make the drinks that I uh, paid for tonight free? Uh, I could play a little roulette here because I was looking at a roulette wheel that had done six straight black spins in a row, went and pulled out a hundred bucks, put 50 on red, the seventh black in the row hit. So I took the other 50 said, all right, I'll break even here and just walk away. And the eighth black hit. And I walked away down money, uh, in the end. Okay. Now we move on to Adam Burke <laughs> rules for advantage <laughs> players. When it comes to wheel of fortune over at circa, would you like to explain? No, I wasn't at Circa. I was somewhere else downtown, though. But uh, no, there are some Wheel of Fortune machines where the the top of the the reel is highlighted and it has a multiplier for each spin, and it cycles through the five reels. So one of them was ten x, and you know, put a few bucks in and won a few bucks. But uh, and more important, sports betting news. So the Angels actually just waived Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Reynaldo Lopez, Hunter Renfro, what? and Randall Grichik. This is from Jeff Passan, so it is actually legit, and it's a three tweet threads. So nobody hacked him to my knowledge, but basically the angels just did a bunch of salary dumps and all of those players are now on waivers where they can be claimed by teams who are in the playoff mix. But can, can you read that again? Hold on. Read that one more time. The angels have released whom Lucas Giolito, who of course they just traded for at the trade deadline and pending free agents, yes. Matt Moore, Reynaldo Lopez, who they also got in the Giolito deal, Hunter Renfro and Randall Grichik. They also got Grichik at the deadline. So these are all salary dumps for them. There are no August trades as passing reports. So the teams that claim the players will only need to pay their salaries for the rest of the season. So I don't know exactly what the MLB waiver priority is. Um, Passon wrote about it and I'm not going to read it here, but there are now several guys that could potentially be impactful here in these playoff races and, and teams have to act quick. I just looked it up. Players have to be on the 40-man team or 60 days of injured list by August 31st, 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. So they have to go through waivers, and teams will have to quickly make a move here. I mean, they got Here's two- what I would say. I would follow up quickly, and just if you're a better, the, immediately when you hear the Burke news that the Angels are releasing everybody, you go to the betting board. And as I did, literally, you might be smiling because it's lighting up. It was $1.55 on Philly. It just jumped to $1.75. So just to repeat, there's still a couple of books. You can still get a dollar 55, uh, but the angels, it's going to be a dispirited locker room, a confused locker room. You want to fade them, right? Well, as I'm looking right now, our split screen is lighting up the angels at Philly. Philly was a buck 55 and now Adam Burke, a dollar 75. Yeah. And the thing of it is, I mean, I, I kind of wrote about this today. I was kind of thinking about fading Michael Lorenzen today. I'm glad I didn't, because as you said, this is going to be a very dispirited Angels clubhouse. Now the play here is to try and get underneath the luxury tax threshold by the end of the season. So they wouldn't get punished and have to pay additional financial penalties. So that was why they released all these guys at this time. Um, Obviously, you know, Giolito wasn't going to pitch today or anything like that. It's kind of more of a, you know, this is, uh, as you said, a move that probably not going to sit super well within that clubhouse where morale is extremely low to begin with. So Let's pull back for a second. Not only did they hold Shohei, they traded prospects and not no elite prospects, but still prospect depth people in their organization for all of these players at the deadline to make a move. Not only will they not have Shohei pitching next year because he hurt his arm, he will likely not be on their roster next year. And after giving up all of those prospects, 
they will have no none of those players on the roster next year, nor will they be making the postseason with them. That is quite a way to run a professional sports franchise. Well, you didn't love that's, the moves? that's what is happens that what when an owner runs the team. I mean, this is yeah, all on Artie Moreno's shoulders, every single ounce of it. But the problem is he doesn't really have anybody to answer to, so it doesn't really matter. But, but to me, a lot of it, you could be the owner and it's fine. You could be the GM. But this is a lot of this is common sense. We talked about this at length on this show that they should trade away Shohei Otani. Now you're stuck. And, I mean, who's coming to see this team play? Yeah, a, even all the people Amal says are stupid said the same thing, and he agrees with them. <laughs> and not, not only that, I mean, their farm system is bad and been bad for a long time. So anybody who's worth anything in that system, to trade them away for this slim chance and – Fine. From an optics standpoint, right? You have Shohei Otani and, you know, hey, you had Mike Trout coming back. And of course, he's on the IL again now. Like, from an optics standpoint, sure, you want to go for it. But the smart baseball decision was not to. And to try and build up your farm system going forward. Now, to Dustin's point, you traded away potential contributors for literally nothing to show for it. Also, he went from selling the team in the offseason to mm-hmm. not selling the team because he wanted one final push. How much. How much value did the franchise lose in the one extra year of him trying to go for it? Well, I think the value of the franchise won't diminish because everybody that wants to get into owning a sports team is willing to overpay. But just put it in this perspective, the angels have not had a winning season since 2015, the 12 seasons previous to that, they had a winning record 11 out of 12 years. This program has been just absolutely just collapsing as you watch every year since the Albert Pujols signing. Well, and and now you wonder, I mean, this isn't really a betting related thing for today or tomorrow or anything like that. But now you also wonder, like Seattle, we talked about them already. Great young core, incredible young rotation. The Rangers, I mean, I don't know if Jacob DeGrom will ever be anything, but at least they've kind of invested in pitching a little bit more. And the offense looks good going forward. Houston is Houston. And they've been a model organization in the big leagues forever. Like, are we talking about Oakland passing the Angels next year? For last place, like I would not, I wouldn't, unless the angels are going to spend a ton of money in free agency. I wouldn't be totally shocked to see it happen. I really, truly wouldn't be. Well, the team that's 34 games behind the uh, angels. I don't think they're passing them. Doesn't matter. I I really, I'm a big believer in what Oak. See, here's the thing about Oakland, right? And you don't see this because they're losing a lot of games on an individual level. Luis Medina has been a hell of a lot better in the last three months. Ken Waldachuk, same thing. They've got Zach Geloff up at the big league level now, and he's swinging a really, really good bat. They've got some guys to build around. Brent Rooker, Ryan Note is another guy. They've got guys to build around, and they're very, very good at developing a bullpen internally. I honestly believe that I will be on Oakland season win total over if it's not like that ridiculous of a number, and I'm sure it won't be, because I think this team has shown improvement, even though their record doesn't show it individually they've improved and now in the off season, you can start getting rid of the guys that are really holding you back or maybe just figure out ways internally to develop them better. The reason the splits page is so important right now, you can see it light up, go to vison.com hilarious. We're showing, if we could show that number, we're showing with the angels and Philly Lorenzen, you mentioned you wanted to fade him potentially. It was a dollar fifty-eight. I think we were showing. Now again, I'll leave the numbers up to Berkey's much better. Yeah, we're showing a dollar fifty-eight. I'm seeing dollar eighty-threes on the board. So again, they're human beings in that Angels locker room. I can't imagine much motivation when you watch it being ripped apart right in front of you. 
Uh, right now, DraftKings is a buck eighty. When we started this conversation, they were one fifty five. It went to one sixty seven. It's now gone to one eighty. We're showing one seventy. We can't update it quick enough. It's not everybody's fault downstairs. It's just that number is jumping, Adam. Yeah, it really is. And um, coincidentally, the Angels play the A's this weekend at the Oakland Coliseum, which is never a place anybody's excited to go and play, especially with the facilities that are there. So, you know, if they're not invested in this, in these last two games against Philadelphia, I can't imagine they'll be invested this weekend against Oakland either. And look, you know, there are several teams, I think, going forward. And I talked about this today on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I think Cleveland is a phenomenal fade throughout the month of September because you have the Terry Francona retirement tour, which all the players are going to be asked about. That's going to be a distraction, all that. But a lot of these teams have rookie or second-year starters that are reaching new innings thresholds that they've never had before. That's not an issue with the Angels, although I guess it could be now that they're getting rid of everybody. But for Cleveland, a bunch of guys that have never thrown this much and have never thrown with this many high-stress innings at the big league level, I think that there are some teams that will be phenomenal fades throughout September, Cleveland being one and the Angels, of course, being another one. This is why Adam Burke is so great. He, of course, with the Major League Baseball betting guide, he'll be doing it next year as well. I can imagine this weekend him telling his wife he can't do anything because he wants to watch the A's Angels series because he has to focus on the guide for next year is going to be a fascinating conversation within the Burke household. Now it's blacked out on MLB.tv here because, you know, Oakland is so close to us. You're in the you're in the Bermuda Triangle of Major League Baseball viewing, and that is Las Vegas, Nevada. Plus, we do have Week One college football uh, on Saturday as well for Adam Burke. Okay, great stuff. The Angels waving the white flag. When we return, what's going on with Jonathan Taylor and the Colts? We'll tell you. Sharp Money. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. 
on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL season is right around the corner. Nonstop football action is in sight. You, yes, you can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Ain't that the truth? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app before kickoff. Use the code SHARP to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. When you bet just $5, it's a great deal. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SHARP. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. When you think Adam Burke joins us on a Tuesday here on Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. When you think of quarterback stability and you think of stability across at that position across the NFL, you think of... You think of the New England Patriots. They have one quarterback on their roster. His name is Mac Jones, Adam Burke. Today, the Patriots waved Malik Cunningham and waved Bailey Zappi. Surprising. Many thought Zappi would get plenty of playing time this year. Do you have a reaction to what the Patriots did at the quarterback position? Well, I mean, I guess you used a first round pick on Mac Jones, right? So you might as well see what you got here in him. And, you know, I mean, this is a team that wants to run the football anyway. So, you know, Mac Jones just has to complete a few play action passes and, and let things kind of fall on the defense. I guess I'm not super surprised. I mean, look, as much as I like Bailey Zappi, as much as I like Austin Reed, who's currently the quarterback at Western Kentucky, still that gimmicky kind of offense. You do wonder how it's going to translate to the NFL level. And I guess in terms of their internal value evaluations, they decided it really doesn't. So now it's Mac Jones's team. Hey, I just wanted to ask, I'm going to ask you about another quarterback, but quickly when I uh, just pass along the running back information we received, uh, the Indianapolis Colts are keeping running back Jonathan Taylor on the pup list. That means even if he's traded, he's going to miss the first four games of the season. Burke It's six and a half, a little juice, a dollar 20 to the over on the Colts. Uh, what's your take on what's happening with the, with the running back here? Obviously they couldn't find a trade partner thus far. Well, another situation where you got an owner like Jim Irsay, who, you know, kind of putting in, putting himself into all of the affairs that happened from a player personnel standpoint. And, you know, this was, I think kind of coming where, you know, if they didn't trade him, they were going to find a way to kind of in some way, kind of punish him a little bit. And it seems like that's kind of what they're doing here. But look, I mean, there was really never going to be a happy end to this saga. I don't think. And I'm not really surprised that's kind of come to this. Clayton tune potentially could be the starter for the Arizona Cardinals. And you talked about a gimmicky offense. I don't know if you consider Houston to be gimmicky. However, he was a fifth round draft pick by the cards out of Houston. They traded 10 minutes ago for Joshua Dobbs. Remember that could be a potentially very popular survivor pick in week one as the Cardinals head to the commanders commanders, new ownership, the home field should be legit. Again, whether it's Dobbs or tune, we don't know, but they release Colt McCoy surprise there. No, not really. I mean, who knows? Maybe Colt McCoy's going to New England. I don't know. But uh, look, I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to be bad, be really, really bad. There you go. Like, that's just, I mean, just blatantly tank. Unless somebody stops you, just blatantly tank. The worst place to be in any pro sport is in the middle. Either be really good or be really bad because there's no, you know, team participation award for missing the playoffs by a couple of games. So if you're in Arizona situation, you should be as bad as humanly possible. And they're doing a great job getting off to that start. You won't sing Jimmy eat world right now. The middle. Good band though. Good band. You're a music guy. I knew you'd know the reference. 
If you're listening, no, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so Clayton Toon, potentially the starter. My assumption is uh, Dustin and Amal, do you guys assume it's going to be Dobbs? I mean, they did make the move for Dobbs, but like Berkey just said, this is last year's Bears. Remember, I believe, didn't last year's Bears go 2-0 and and then essentially lost every game outside of one the rest of the way? There wasn't yep. an expectation of winning anything with Chicago last year. That's the same vibe with we've gone four and a half over at DraftKings down to three and a half on the season win total all on the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, no surprise. And you alluded to it. And I, I thought Adam made a great point. You know, Sam Hinkie tried to do it in Philadelphia and everyone criticized him for it. I think they just missed on a couple of the picks. That was the problem. But to me, you got a generational player in Caleb Williams, a potential great quarterback in Drake May. You got to go get these guys. Marvin Harrison, there's three guys at the top of this draft pick. If you're drafting one, two, or three, they can have a profound impact on your franchise. Well, what does Arizona benefit by winning four games or two games? It makes no difference. Over under starts for Kyler Murray at two and a half. And I'll also say this who's going to trade for him? They're moving on from Kyler Murray. Wouldn't you agree, Adam? Yeah, I would think so. I don't. How can they? How can they trade him? The contract. I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's hard to look at it too and say that like you know obviously Minnesota is going to have some decision to make with Kirk Cousins and that whole thing, but like I don't think that Kyler Murray really fits what Kevin O'Connell wants to do on offense. So that's a landing spot that's out. There aren't really a ton of landing spots at this point in time. I don't think for Kyler. So yeah, Arizona's kind of really backed themselves into a very strange corner here for sure. Yeah, the contract them all is exactly that would be the one point of contention because somebody would trade for him if that contract wasn't so insane. Remember, he held the organization hostage on the gram and got a deal where he got G'd up. But somebody would take a shot for five cents on the dollar on Kyler Murray if they didn't have to pay him a boatload. Atlanta? That's yeah, maybe, not terrible. No, you're you're not wrong about that. Uh, but Patrick said it, it's the contract. I'll tell you right now, if Ky- let's say Kyler Murray were a free agent. I think there would be 10 teams that would be interested in him thinking they could turn the fortunes around with him because he's had some success. He does bring some talent to the table. Dustin, you're shaking your head. I think Kyler Murray was only the number one pick in the draft because there was nobody else. No. Well, it wasn't a very good draft class. And Cliff Kingsbury was hired to be the head coach at Arizona to infuse offense. And Cliff Kingsbury had an obsession with Kyler Murray going back to recruiting him in high school. So the only coach that was going to make Kyler Murray the number one pick in the draft was Cliff Kingsbury. They happened to be together there. I don't believe a lot of these NFL coaches view Kyler Murray as a guy he can win with. I think the only way you can trade him and get rid of that contract is to do it Brock Osweiler style, and that's you trade one of your first-round picks with Kyler Murray to someone else. You know, you know what I think? I think he's going to help Berkey's A's over next year. He's going to be an <laughs> Oakland A. All right. He actually is an Oakland A. 2018 ninth overall pick in 2018 in the MLB draft. It's a good call. But at least Murray has an uplifting personality. Yikes. (laughs) Uh, Big guy. Speaking of uplifting, let's go to the top 10. Love to get Amal and Berkey's take on your greatest college football teams you've ever seen. We did 10 to 9 yesterday. Quick recap there, and we'll go 8-7 today. Yeah, 05 was the Texas Longhorns. I really didn't want to put them on the list, but after looking at their path and what they accomplished and some of the players in the team, I felt they had to be here. Then number nine was the team I think just doesn't get the respect it deserves. There was a ton of NFL players on both sides of the ball for the 2013 Florida State Seminoles, which now brings us to number eight. Go for it. 2018. 
Let me set the scene. Clemson had lost in the semifinals to Alabama the year before, trying to get over that hump. What do they do? They come out, and the next year, they meet up with Alabama in the championship and steamroll them 44 to 16. 16. It was never a game. This team was loaded. We're talking about. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, Travis Etienne in the backfield. You had a receiving core of Amari Rogers, T. Higgins, Justin Ross, and Hunter Renfro. You had a D-line that stacks up with anyone all time. Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, Austin Bryant, Cleveland Farrell, James Skalski, the most talked about, overrated, basically Craig Stelts in Clemson form. Like, you know what I mean. A little overrated because of what he looks like. Um, and then DBs, Trayvon Mullen, A.J. Terrell, Kayvon Wallace, Tanner Muse. This team was great on both sides. They hit you in the mouth, and they were electric on offense. The 2018 Clemson Tigers, my number eight team I ever saw all time. Fellas, you better jump in. He's going to give social security numbers of all the players. (laughs) I I don't have much to say. I got to see the rest of the list before I comment on Clemson. (laughs) All right, number seven, big guy. Uh, The 08 Florida Gators in the news because of a documentary that left out a lot of key notes about this team. However... They went 13-1. and one. They were not undefeated like Clemson went. I don't care about the, the, the loss to Ole Miss. It gave us one of the greatest moments in college history when Tim Tebow gives the speech. And when you look at their schedule that year, they beat number three LSU, number eight Georgia, number 24 South Carolina, number 23 Florida State. In the SEC title game, they took down number one Alabama. And in the championship, they beat number two Oklahoma. Tim Tebow may be the greatest college football player I ever saw in my life. I can make that case. I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying I think there is a case to be made that he is the greatest I ever saw when you factor in everything he accomplished his entire career. I'll just say if DeMarco Murray played, I think Oklahoma wins that game. Moses Madu got stopped inside the one-yard line. DeMarco Murray was a difference maker. He had the best career in the pros for the first five years of anybody that played in that championship game. Berkey, take us out. Pick apart the list. 05 Longhorns, Florida State 13, 18 Clemson, and 08 Florida. Go ahead. Pick I, it apart. I can't pick it apart. I can't argue with any of those teams being in the top 10. Texas way the too The big low. guy. The big guy is going to have 2022 Michigan at one. Watch. It's going to be the biggest troll job ever. Adam Burke, great job at Skating Tripods on Twitter. Always love to see Burke on a Tuesday. Amal, great job. Dustin, we'll see you tomorrow. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important Important information. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. 
From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.